Hey everybody, this is Jacob, one of the co-hosts on the Back to Back Films podcast. I'd like to take this moment to talk to you guys about Film is Truth, a video rental store in Bellingham, Washington. I had a hard time finding a movie that I was supposed to watch for a class. Uh, The movie was a celebration. It wasn't on any of the video streaming services or on DVD.com. But they had it at Film is Truth, and they had a wonderful staff that helped me find the movie and others that I wanted to watch. It's located in the Terra Organica market, so you can get your films and your groceries in one go. So give them a shot and enjoy the show. back-to-back films podcasts this week we're talking uh black and white remakes with the two films logan noir and mad max black and chrome that's mad max fury road black and chrome as always i recommend that you watch the two films we'll be discussing for listening to the episode i'm your host keith this is byron and i'm jacob and we are back after a week hiatus uh, just with christmas and everything else just recording didn't happen so here we are with this one um we were going to talk some Christmas films. There was like a couple we were going to do that just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, we unintentionally took a hiatus, and it was <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to have a break, but at the same time, it's kind of nice to like, I don't know, when, when we're recording once a week, it really helps to stay with it, at right, least for me. Right. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Knowing that you always have that. Uh, but yeah, how was uh, how was your guys' holidays? It was good. Yeah, went by super quick as usual, and can't believe it's almost 2018. <laughs> yeah, was yeah, a more days. Um, yeah, nice. ours was pretty quick too. We went to Spokane for oh Spokane, for cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I I went up to where you guys live in Bellingham. Got family up there, so that's on Tiff's side. So, yeah, we just spent uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day up there and then did my folks um, a few days before. So, nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was yeah. good. So you had, like, two Christmases. Well, uh, <laughs> I, three, actually, because oh, Tiffany's shit. parents are divorced. Um, so, so yeah, we do. My parents, luckily, are still together. Um, so we do all that big family thing. And then, uh, yeah, then we go do her mom. We did her mom on Christmas Eve and then her dad on uh, Christmas Day. Which is nice because th- we all make everybody makes food, so I just get really fat. <laughs> Dude, I ate so much nice, food. Nice. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> Jesus! I felt so bad because all of it was like carby food too. So it's yeah, just like uh. right. My uh, girlfriend's family has this thing where on Christmas Eve they go to this uh, pizza joint to get calzones every year. So the, that's for dinner. So I just ate like a full calzone. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, uh, ours was pretty good. I think that's yeah. Good and stuff. Keith, you you were saying you got a sound bar and yes. um, for Christmas, and you watched these movies with the sound bar, and the quality was improved way it was way night better. And day. Yeah, it was so black and white difference. I would say the, <laughs> would the you difference say? is pretty black and white. Um, <laughs> we haven't turned it off since. Like I just can't go back to the. Even just watching, like, whatever, like, it's oh, just, yeah, it no. just helps oh, so yeah. much more. Uh, Does your TV have, like, a good audio quality to it? Or, it like, the, the 
the TV I bought has one of the worst audio qualities to it, but its picture quality is so good. Which, so I just bought a sound bar with it when I bought the TV. Um, um, I'm curious if if yours has because some TVs have like pretty good sound quality. To it's them. not bad, and it has those like different sound modes you can do, like movie and oh yeah, increase volumes. I've been running Dynamic. it on the movie mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. Whatever that means. The sound's not bad. Uh, and it gets pretty loud. The only issue is that there's those like frequencies that happen that are so low that those speakers don't can't handle it. So all it does is just like shake the yeah, TV, I so you get that, that rattling. Yeah. God, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, so that's solved now, obviously with the soundbar because it comes with the bass, and so the bass can take the those frequencies, and you know the soundbar just plays it. So um, the only thing that concerns me is that the way our apartment's laid out is that there's people below us. We're like. Ground floor, kind of, but the, I don't yeah. know, it's weird. But there's people below us, so I don't like it's just we got to be careful with cranking it too loud. And I, yeah. I'm constantly changing the bass volume for like when we're watching a movie and it's at a time where it's okay to kind of be a little bit louder, but you know, no one's knocked on the door yet. So, <laughs> you know, one so, thing yeah. you, you can do is you can throw your bass on some pieces of wood, like like a little mini table. Um, if you just have it on the floor, it's definitely just going to resonate like all the way through their uh, house. But if you throw it on like a table or on, you know, really any sort of thing, it helps a ton. Yeah, I was thinking about that, like some, putting something soft under it, or something soft. Yeah, that would be good too. Um, yeah, I think we got a couple of things laying around, but yeah, that's one of the options. Because my computer speakers also have a bass, and I have had someone knock on the door once for that. But that she also said she was, like, studying or something, yeah. and it was, like, later. So, um, but I don't know. So far, so good. It's been great. We haven't turned it off for anything. So it's just... Dude, sound, man, is so fucking important. It really is. It really makes a world of difference. And I was glad, to, especially to watch Mad Max um, with the sound bar, because it just really helped with... The music that's happening and the crazy ass sound effects and everything else. So, um, yeah, I'm glad uh, that was a big surprise. I had zero clue that that was even on a list anywhere. Sweet, sweet. Uh, so, yeah, it was cool. Uh, all right, you want to jump Santa's in? Santa's looking out. Santa is looking Santa out. Santa was looking out. <laughs> he he hears you when you're sleeping. Also, <laughs> totally not creepy. <laughs> he stands there in the corner of the room at night and just listens. Listen, yeah, breathe in and out, and he's slowly. naked. He's and he's always it. naked when he does that, and tugging it. I mean, but that's just kind of yeah. That's <laughs> that's the adult version. Yeah, <laughs> he's tugging the downstairs beard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's tugging his chimney. Yeah, oh, there you yeah. go. Uh, all right. So speaking of black and white, uh, we're going to be talking black and white remakes. <laughs> Or <laughs> that was a horrible. That wasn't even a segue. <laughs> no, I know my segues oh. have been terrible since the beginning. Like I've pretty much gone deal, gone downhill after like episode three when it came to segues. So, <laughs> yeah, those are your um, first. Your only two good ones. Episode pretty one much, and two. Pretty yeah. much. Episode one, I was on point. Um, <laughs> so actually, remake is the wrong term. It's a re-release. So black and white re-releases. Uh, we'll be talking about things like you know why it might happen and should it even be done. Uh, and then we'll wrap everything up kind of with what we thought. Um, so the first film is Mad Max Fury Road, Black and Chrome. Rele- uh, the film was released in 2015. I think Black and Chrome was released at the same time. I 
think so. I think it was released later. It was released with the Blu-ray. But the same year. Yeah, the same year, but it was released when it went to, like, the home... Right. Watching home viewing. And stuff I don't like think that. it went to theaters in the black and white. No, black no, white. no, no. Mad Max didn't. No, it didn't. No, Logan was shown for one day. Yeah. Um, which I wish I could have seen that in theaters. Anyway, uh, basic little plot summary here: A woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in post-apocalyptic Australia in search for her homeland with the help of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshiper, and a drifter named Max. Uh, Mad Max was written by George Miller and Brendan McCarthy. It was directed by George Miller. And it stars Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, Nicholas Hull, and Hugh Keysburn. Uh, film number two is Logan Noir, released this year, 2017. Uh, in the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X somewhere on the Mexican border. However, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives pursued by dark forces. Uh, Logan was written by James Mangold and Scott Frank. It was directed by James Mangold and it stars Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene, Boyd Holbrook, and Stephen Merchant. Um, Alright, so I think a good place to start here is... Well, kind of... I guess we could talk about kind of what they are and then maybe dive into why, or do you want to dive into why first? Uh, we could, we could do what. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically what the directors did was they, the films were released in color, um, but both kind of had a sense, at least George Miller had a sense that he wanted to, uh, he always wanted Mad Max to be in black and white. Uh, if he would have been allowed to do it, uh, he would have just done it in black and white. But the studio said no. Um, basically, in interviews, he was saying, you know, basically black and white is meant for art films. Uh, so there's two things you can do, basically, is what he said. You can do black and white or you can go in the complete opposite direction and just go crazy with the color, like, you know, yeah. crazy strong color saturated um, yeah and in the day, in this day and age he kind of thinks that at least audiences or studios leave black and white for the independent the art house the small stuff um so his he didn't really have an option he didn't want to do the common desaturated look that's been happening recently like oh it's a wasteland therefore let's desaturate everything and have it just be gray with little drops of of bland color um so he was like, okay, let's just go all out. And in the color version, you know, strong oranges, obviously. And then what they did for the night scenes was they filmed during the day and with a blue filter, which gave it that blue night Super look that cool. they do. Yeah, um, It's like day for night would be... Pretty much, just not as bad as day for night can be. <laughs> right. That whole right. color scheme. <laughs> like, a high, like a good quality day for night. Yeah. Sort of they yeah. knew what they were doing. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just um, throw this blue hue on the footage and call it good. That's that's what I Yeah, do. they did all the blue in post, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, so he always thought... And actually, his ideal version would be black and white silent films. So black and white with only the... Uh, score under it was his what he really thought this movie should be 
Um, which I really would like to see that, honestly. Yeah, really yeah. would be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, just having a thumping because the score in this movie is incredible. Badass. It's really one of the better scores to come out in a, in a while. Yeah, uh, Junkie XL. Junkie XL. Yeah, that they, the, he did the score. Oh, he did yeah. the score. Okay, I didn't know if that was the name of a song. Yeah, or if that yeah, was the yeah, name yeah. Of a, no, the his guy. name his his name is Tom something rather hick it's like a dutch last name or something. oh okay but he's really good he go, he does all sorts of different types of scores um he's done john wick one i believe uh um but he goes by both of his names so sometimes he goes by junkie xl oh, and sometimes he goes by his uh his, oh that's confusing yeah so it's kind of interesting that's uh, interesting yeah so that's um with mad max and then the way logan noir came about was basically James Mangold and the other filmmakers drew a ton of their inspiration for this movie from old westerns and from noir films, um, hence Logan Noir. You know, a lot of those films, especially noir films, were done in black and white, and they uh, that got that feeling. So uh, when he was, when they were like making it, or just thereafter, when they were kind of marketing it, he kept releasing shots of the film in black and white and these people were kind of like audiences and, and moviegoers were like this looks really cool like we would actually like to see this yeah. uh, so somewhere behind the scenes he talked to some of the the studio heads the studio the producers and was like you know we're gain- we're gathering some interest can we do like a re-release of it for a short period of time in this case I think it was only like a day uh, but he also went on the road with it and was like talking about it Mm-hmm. Um, so it might have been shown a little bit more, but basically he, the studio was like, "Okay, we'll give it a try." Uh, lo and behold, it was actually extremely popular, and a lot of people who saw the saw Logan went to go see it again to experience it in black and white because it was just you know the the reviews were extremely positive for it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what these two films are and how they kind of came about. Um, yeah, there was there was one additional thing I wanted to add here uh, sure. for Fury Road. Um, George Miller, when 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 he was back uh, working on the score for Mad Max Two, um, the orchestra would play to like a black and white, like really crappy version of the film. Um, you know, because back then you had to like create like a like a negative, you know, to like yeah, like. Right to redo it so like they wouldn't create that in color for the orchestra to like score to they'd just find the cheapest shit and pop it out there and have the you know orchestra score to that and he was sitting there watching the score happen and he thought um um or he said he was struck by how much more iconic the images felt more elemental abstract and authentic ever since that day he wanted to see a Mad Max movie in black and white. Um, so that that's just from George Miller. So he kind of like the cur- the kernel of this idea what came from Mad Max too. Um, and then, you, but then leading up to Fury Road, he was like, "I want to do this in black and white. This is like how I see it, you know." And it, but it all it's interesting because that all came from the studio process you know it mm-hmm. all came from like the process of filmmaking where he got this idea and it was just kind of a neat little um thing that that he that he that he talked about as yeah. far as like why he did this too. that's super cool i mean it's funny where you get inspiration from things because in the process of filmmaking sometimes you discover things about 
the movie that you're making that you had no clue about when you're conceiving it. Because I can sit here and come up with all the plans and ideas for a movie and have something happen on set where, like, it changes the whole direction of the movie. And you would never know that until you're on set doing it, right? Like, it's just how it happens. Um, But that's really cool, yeah. Um, I would definitely... That's actually kind of an interesting idea to do when when you're having someone look at your your film having them look at it when they're scoring it or whatever having them looking at it in various ways yeah. even if it's not going to be released in black and white but but getting the different emotion because like seeing mad max in really intense orange and then going and watching it in black and white i mean it really is like a huge yeah. difference yeah. in the feeling of the movie uh, so like you know to to get your your composer or something to get in a different mindset, it's like okay, just here, see this in black and white, and, yeah. and think about it in those terms, I guess. Because it might heighten some things and it might deafen some others, you know, depending yeah. on the, what's going on with the music and the scenes. It's kind of yeah, it's really crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, you could, you could create like a really interesting clash of art, you know, because sometimes like when you are making a movie, you don't want everything to like be like tightly wrapped into one package i mean some filmmakers are like that where they're just like let's have everything kind of tonally be like a sepia you know like have it everything is just a little brown not just the color but like how the person is acting like it's all just kind of based in this one core thing while other people are like oh we're gonna take this brown thing and mix it with this like purple thing over here and uh if if you were to do something like that with the score that could be really interesting i think at least as something to try you know totally yeah Yeah. uh so i kind of touched on kind of why a little bit but i mean why would someone you know why would filmmakers even want to do this is is the real question um and one of the answers i think is like has to do with inspiration like i said so you know they were inspired by westerns and noir uh, you know, Mangold probably has seen and watched a bunch of movies that had to do with that. Maybe showed some other filmmakers, you know, Maltese Falcon and Big Sleep and yeah. those those classic noir films, um, which are all in black and white. So, like, you know, that getting that sort of aesthetic and getting that loner, hard hard dude aesthetic, you know, yeah. that Logan's got going on. Um, yeah, I I think a <clears throat> big part of it is. Filmmakers wanting to actually shoot it in black and white and the studio saying no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think that's like, I don't know. I don't think that's the case for Mangold because it seemed like it came from just the Twitter reaction to his images, mm-hmm. you know, his sunset images. But, um, you know, looking like at like the history of like black and white re- releases, which until today, when I did more research, I found out that there's four five other films that have done this that i could find which are um uh the mist really yeah the mist um wow the one which um uh uh what the heck is that guy's name tom is it tom uh the most recent like the one that came out in like 2000s yeah he's also the dude who plays punisher and one of the Punisher versions... What the f- is his name? Tom something. Oh. Anyway, I'll look it up as you, oh, as you yeah. uh, like, um, let us yeah. know. But, like, for that, they wanted to shoot it in black and white. But the studio said no. And the uh, filmmaker was like, hey, like, this needs to be in black and white. Thomas you Jane. Know? 
Sorry, uh, okay. Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane. The guy yeah. from Hung, right? Yeah, he's yeah, playing yeah. Hung, yeah. He's well hung. Oh. Um, but yeah, but because like it was in color, it ended up feeling like a 70s kind of movie, just like a really crappy like 70s like thriller movie, while like um or horror movie, sorry. But like the black and white version is going back to like Night of the Living Dead. And like suddenly those like tentacles that come out of <laughs> Spoilers. I already spoiled it, but uh, spoilers for the mist. It was 2007. Um, I mean, yeah, that was a long time ago. But like the like suddenly like the tentacle scene where like the tentacles come out of the mist. It's like really interesting looking, you know, in black and white, and like doesn't feel. It still feels cheap, but in a good way. Like in in how Night of the Living Dead feels cheap. Um, well, it says so, here that he wanted to do it sort of documentary initially. Anyway, like a documentary style. Probably yeah. not super hardcore into it, but so, you know... Like Blair Witch style. Yeah, so yeah. being in black and white, like, kind of fits into that gritty aesthetic that he was going for, or wanted initially. Yeah. Man, that... So, yeah. That movie would look sick in black and white, though, with all those creatures and stuff, yeah, just black against yeah, the, the, creatures. the white mist, like, yeah. What One thing I really... Yeah, it's, yeah, especially the white mist. One thing I noticed is, it just, since we're kind of on it, the... CG in Mad Max and in Logan Noir seem to blend better in the black and white versions than it did in the color versions. Yeah. Did you guys think that? Yeah. Well, the CG for black for Mad Max was pretty limited, actually. Yeah, so that's overall, the I never really, didn't, I didn't really, yeah, notice it. There, I mean, there's there's a lot of it, but it's just like. It's not things you'd expect. It's, you not, know? Like, it's, it's like, not like Transformers. It's landscapes, <laughs> it's explosions, it's adding in like maybe some details on cars here and there. Yeah. And yeah, like but it's also like like some of the tires spinning are like CG. Yeah, right. And you like, know? like when cars like take off, they're not actually taking off right. on the, they have on to screen. Embellish like, it, right? Yeah, and like dirt kicking up and But like the 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 scene where Immortan Joe's palace is and the water, all that's obviously CG yeah. like Oh yeah, obviously. Um, you know, there's some certain of the things but crane shots are just like that's I think know. that yeah, I think overall it kind of hid the CG better. I think the way the blood looks in Logan cuz it's like black essentially. Yeah. Excuse me. Um really like fit better, I think, you know. And then the, the yeah. his claws going into people and stuff like that just kind of all fit better I think yeah I didn't I didn't notice yeah. as much I wasn't looking for the CG because I really enjoy both these movies regardless of that so like I wasn't looking for it but I think looking back I think you're right yeah it, it definitely helped hide things you know because when you're kind of gray next to gray on gray like sometimes it's just yeah gets caught up you know your yeah. eye doesn't pick out each one right um, and and like if the color is like like slightly off or mm-hmm. you know or the lighting is slightly off i think the black and white's way easier to just like it takes away that one element that could take you out of the movie totally like that that one color like off color element or even lighting probably too totally uh also i think a, a, it, like a reason why people might or directors might look into this too is like the feeling that you get from black and white is so different and in this case the images for both of these movies really felt dirtier, darker, yeah. and dingier. Just, cr- I don't know. They almost felt more crisp, too. Yeah. yeah. It. Um, like the sweat. 
on yeah. people's faces. It seemed like the dirt on like Tom Hardy's face. It just seems yeah. more grungy or so. I don't know how Grungy's to describe it. Word, greasy yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you can like. It's more like in the forefront, you know. Yeah. Like when you when you have color, you have another thing that is like like your eye is going to certain certain colors while you're watching a movie mm-hmm. but if you just take that color away then suddenly where does your eye go yeah. like it it has to go somewhere Cause, else cause there's like less information color wise coming into your brain so right. when you're seeing different shades of gray and stuff then your brain doesn't have to maybe work as hard at kind of right. dissecting oh that's shadow that's you know because it's all subconscious of course but like I don't know. But that I mean, be... color, the thing about You're color... You're able to suck it all in more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing about color is, like, a lot, a lot of filmmakers do is they use it subtly. So, like, you know, they'll dress certain characters in one color versus another color because then you always know, yeah. you know, like, they're kind of against each other or, like, things will be blue, kind of have a blue hue, which means, you know, so, like, melancholy or, like, a certain time of day, right? Like, there's there's things you do with color that help push an idea, you know, one way. Like, Wes Anderson's a good example of... Well, he's not subtle, but his use of color is important. You know, how the characters... How the, how the Grand Budapest is pink and the characters who work there wear these purples and, like, the colors... You know, there tends to be a palette that people work with where the colors yeah. all tend to help each other. Um, well, just think about, like, really simple example, lightsabers, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Luke yeah. has a blue lightsaber. Darth Vader has a red lightsaber. Exactly. But then later, Luke gets a green lightsaber, right. which is, like, a symbol of his growth as a mm-hmm. Jedi, you know? Exactly. So, and that's that's all you really need to be, or not all you need, but that helps, like, sell the, hey, Luke has way more experience now. You and know? then you look at, like, their, the, how the Jedis have these sort of Earth-toned robes versus the the Empire's, like, black. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, like, yeah. things black, like that. white. Yeah, exactly. Very strong, very saturated colors. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, there's there's... The obvious color choices for things, and then there's the subtle things that filmmakers will like kind of add in here and there. Uh, and when black and when you don't have that, and it's just black and white, it's like there's no you can't really trick people or get them to to subconsciously think a certain way. Yeah. You can yeah. with certain things, but it's 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 a little a little bit harder um, just to to trick people into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, oh, and it, it really requires um, the the filmmaker to like make the film without the intention of like using color to tell a story. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't know if something like Star Wars could be good in black and white. Because um, I think color is really important for that movie. You know, that's a good point. I was thinking. I was trying to think because, like, later on, you know, we're going to kind of talk about if we think this should be but, done to all films or is it worth right. doing. And I was kind of leaning a little towards, like, you know, maybe we could do it to all films. But I think you're right. Like, Star Wars in particular is really dependent on the color of the lightsabers as a tool to to tell the story almost, you know. like and like Yeah, it's ha- interesting. Having that... Mace Windu be the only person in the whole universe who's got a purple one, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, adds a weird, <laughs> yeah. weird level to it. Or like seeing Yoda with green, 
Luke with green, you know, Mace Windu's, or not Mace Windu, uh, Dooku's got, like, red, and everyone, you know, like, just seeing those differences is kind of, is interesting. It's funny, I I feel like, um, if, let's just say, for example, The Last Jedi, since we just did that one, was in black and white, it would feel more like a samurai movie. Because yeah. of because of the yeah, totally. because of the history behind it, you totally, know what I mean. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I, so I think we would start noticing other things instead of the colored lightsabers. I think we would we would we would pay attention to maybe how they wear their hair or or something like that. I think yeah. other yeah. details would then stand out in repl- in replacement of what we lose with the color. So I don't know. I think it, I think it actually could be doable for Star Wars. Um, just I, I I could I th- could see it with Last Jedi I think right I think like the original three would be harder to see it in black and white I think because I think the even the stop motion like machines and stuff I think would then maybe become more um, cheesy whereas I think CGI looks maybe sometimes better in black and white but I think sometimes the the stop motion you know. Uh, walkers and stuff i think would become yeah. maybe more harry housen or whatever you know ray it, harry Housen. yeah, yeah it, not as as believable i don't know that's hard oh interesting. Yeah. I, mean, like, I mean the space scenes in black and white for like a new hope i don't know if that could be put put if that could if that would <laughs> that would be hard you know what I mean? space like, it would, in black well, and white yeah. well, well yeah because it's like it's already in black and white but like when you're in space like the TIE Fighters have green lasers and the Rebels have red lasers. So it's like, who is shooting at who? Right, here? it'd be so like, confusing. Like, where's the enemy, enemy ship? Like, Yeah, it would be different. I think that would be confusing. That movie is really... I mean, those... You know, think about Vader sitting in a dark cockpit, too. Like, And you know, like... That's true. Obviously, if they were to shoot it in black and white, they would alter a lot of things to, so that it showed yeah. up better on black and white film. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. light it differently and stuff like that. Which... I also was wondering about these two films, like if they did, like hopefully they didn't just convert it to black and white and didn't like go to each like flick the switch yeah, and like, export. Did, yeah. did, do you know if they like took the scenes and were like they had to you know subdue some shadows and some scenes? Logan one hundred percent was not just flipping the switch. Okay, it seemed that way to both the, these films to me because even uh, when I was and here's here's why I think that. Um, while watching Mad Max, like, it was black and white, but they still, like, changed the hues. Like, it was black and white, but, like, some scenes were, like, blue and some were yellow in there. Like, the night scenes were still, like, like they had, like, a blue tint over, over, that, over it. Think so? I mean, I didn't really yeah, get that. Yeah, I 100% think so. Like, they're, especially, like, when, right before they, like, decide to go back to um like the main gas town or whatever the shit it's called <laughs> i can't remember to like like what you know they're driving one way for the entire movie and then they stop to find the green place and they realize it's not there then they turn back in that scene like that night when they spend it there like with all the other women uh they like are looking up at the sky and shit and it's definitely blue huh like the, there's a blue tint huh i didn't get that I don't know. I didn't see any like. I mean, it's not like it's not like it was like blue. It's not like Sin City where there's like like the right. eye is blue or right. something like that or Kill Bill or whatever. But uh, it's more like just like the 
there's just a tint. I mean, that's how you that's how you screw with black and white is if you didn't shoot it in black and white and you convert it, then you're dealing with color hues is how you and saturation is how you affect the different like brightnesses and darkness and the contrast of it all right is like if someone's shirt is blue then you can go in and touch blue and move it around and get their shirt to kind of darken or lighten or whatever yeah Um, so that's how you i mean if they're if it's a blue tinted scene then of course it's going to be blue is going to be the way to kind of yeah, it, mess with it, right? It's it, that's interesting because like I I've seen Mad Max Fury Road a lot in its regular version. So yeah. when I was watching it Black and Crow, I couldn't help but remember what it was like in color the whole time yeah. I was watching yeah. it because like it just felt like oh my god this is so weird now because I, had, I I've seriously seen the movie a lot. I mean just like it's one of those ones I can just put on and kind of tune out totally if I'm doing something else. And then just be like, oh, I love this scene, and just get back into it, you know, at any point. Um, so I, 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 have, I used to have it on all the time, but um, I, there, like during the night scene and stuff, it almost did kind of feel like there was like, and it could just be my subconscious like remembering the blueness, but it's, like it's not because it was definitely there. Like, like it was 100% you know, there. I didn't know. I don't know. I have like, to double check that's, that. that. Now I'm super curious. Now I kind of want to go back and see it. I. Well, I have it on my computer. I can pull up a screenshot and send it to you, and like, to you guys. And, like, you know, also when you put, like, you know, when you're on Instagram and you're editing, like, a photo, maybe not Instagram, but, like, when you're editing, like, a photo, like, it gives you the different types of black and white. It gives you the red, black, and white, the blue, black, yeah. and white, and the green, black, and black, black and white, and how yeah. each one is different. And some, some depending on what you, if your if your photo has more shadow in it, then the blue might actually look better than the red, yeah, black and right. white, or whatever. So, like they had to have probably done that per scene, per shot, or whatever for the, for these, because I, I felt I felt pretty confident that there wasn't anything that looked like it was just turned on like a switch, you know. Whereas like even Kill Bill. It seemed almost like they just put a switch on it. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like there was that some of the some of the shadows and that they they just didn't look like they were meant to have been the way they are. You know, I don't know how to explain that really, but for Logan, I'm sending you guys okay two shots. Do it, and you tell me you tell me there's there's no colors in here. (laughs) You'd be like, hey, one of these is one of them's purple or blue. One of them's blue. One of them's black and white. I have other examples. Oh wait, what the fuck, really? This is yeah, nuts. it's 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 not there's, so much. There's another shot. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I know what you mean. Holy shit! Yeah, it is a little. Yeah, it's definitely like it has like almost like a purple. Yeah, it's like purpley. It and it's all the night stuff. Is yeah. like, it's just has a variation this... on black and white though. Like when I when I'm doing my coloring on like Lightroom and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you know, it's like having a browner black and white versus Yeah, you can like also a, get that yeah. kind of redder. Yeah, it's not, it makes it a little less quote unquote black and white, right? Literally monochrome, but um the one with the the arrow it, thing. It is like a tint through the, it, there's like a tint over it. The one with the arrow thing through the guy, like that does seem like just kind of black and white that you would see like in like a you know stagecoach or something yet it does have this kind of yellowish tinge to it as well you know it's almost like yeah. it's almost like an older it's like black and white that's kind of like been sitting in a dusty cupboard for for you know 
10 years or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Whereas the one, the more blue tent feels more like, I don't know. I've seen like some German um, silent films that have this kind of tent to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like almost like recovered footage, like, uh, you know, like really crappy. Um, Holy fuck, that is so weird footage. to see this I didn't even, like, on photo photos, because when I'm watching it in motion, it didn't seem that. It didn't even cross my mind. It didn't seem that different. No, didn't really. Um and I it, like really, I just didn't even notice it. Like I just was like, "Oh, it's dark now." Like cool. That's like, super I knew it was going to be dark in that movie, right? Know, so you know, I didn't even. But it's. I mean, it's definitely like blue. Like it's still black and white. It's definitely possible, but it's like a different hue. So you know? one of the questions that you kind of wanted to discuss, Jacob, is how we would go about doing this. And for me, I would so from to me, Logan seemed like it was built black and white from the ground up. Like they went in and really pushed the noir side of things, the hard light, you know, the fast fall off, the shadows, everything like that. Yeah, it, um, it was very like classic filmmaking. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I get the sense that they went back to the flat footage and built it black and white whereas like yeah maybe with Mad Max maybe they flipped the switch and then bent and then kind of you know tweak things here and there with the sliders or whatever uh, but didn't necessarily go back to the flat like portion of it and then build it from there right right you um, mean like the, the raw files the raw files like the the, 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 sh the sh stuff straight out of the camera essentially you know what I mean like yeah before any color was put on you know when all the effects and everything else are done and when you it can looks like color shit it. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, so what I would do is I would do the Logan route like if you're gonna release it in color okay you know that you're gonna be shooting a certain way but if you do want to do a black and white release go back to as far clo as close to the beginning as you can and build it black and white from there like now we're talking about way more work way more time but i think if you were to actually just switch everything to black and white from the get-go and then kind of build the shadows and contrast from there you would have a more natural looking you know black and white i guess if that if that makes sense yeah yeah i yeah, that makes sense. I, I honestly, I think it probably for me just depends on the project, but um, but yeah, I mean, you could easily just kind of go into any editing program, take a full movie, and just export it in black and white. Yep, you could just do that. Yeah, you know, you could. So, but I, I feel like neither of those, neither of these films did that. It seemed like they, they, it, like the care was was taken to like make sure that you could a understand what was going on in the movie regardless of you know because sometimes if you like switch something to black and white it's hard to like tell what the hell is even going on with the shot you know because you're taking out like a core element yeah of like the shot so like it needs there needs to be something there but 
um, like you said, like the lighting and stuff, like it seemed like they were kind of going after something that could be black and white anyways, it, whether or not that was intentional or not, you know, like I, they were going after that style. I got the feeling that and maybe it was just because of how they shot Logan in a neo-noir style that it worked out. But I definitely got the feeling that they went back and took more care with with their conversion of it. Like, it didn't feel uh, like... Mad Max? Yeah. I think that Logan definitely had the feeling of, like, okay, we're going to go back and build this from the ground up to pop out certain spots, you know? Because each frame is just so crisp in that movie. There were some particular scenes on Logan where I felt like they almost kind of lucked out with the black and white in the sense that I just knew that they would already be better in black and white. Like, the whole scene... At the farm, the family has kind of taken them in, and yeah, uh, the night the night scene. Yeah, like that yeah. scene, I felt was way better in black and white than yeah. the original. Like I just that particular scene stood out. I was just like, wow, it just feels the way the the, the inside, the interior lights are hitting their faces, and mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart on the bed. Just every every the way everything was lit just felt so much better in black and white that I almost felt that it was partial luck because obviously they didn't film it in black and white. So like, so I was like, this is almost too good to be, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's, cause it's better that I was like, you know, they lucked out in that sense. Um, Well, cause you, you could say they lucked out because some of the other parts of Logan don't feel that great in black and white. Like the, uh, open, opening scene where you first meet Patrick Stewart's character, um, you know, X or whatever his name, Mr. X, Dr. Professor what's his X. Name? Professor X. Professor X, yeah, thank you. I, I thought, um, yeah. It was like, that might be, it, it's kind of hard to see, just a little bit. Like, you know, I don't know. Same with the part for me where like when when he's all tired and stuff and then the kids are pulling him up the off the tree uh, off the tree and stuff like that whole scene with the kids and stuff it just didn't seem super good in black and white for me yeah you know, in like the I, trees yeah that whole set piece not even or so just much at the, the end. not even so much the action part of that but just the part just that whole part when like they're all, when he's just like talking to the kids and and i don't know like Ooh. like the, i I, I just didn't. It just didn't do anything for me. The black and white part there. Yeah, interesting. I I really just liked it during all the night scenes. Honestly, that's where I was like, hey, this black and white like looks really good. But I I like was just kind of missing the the color, like kind of in in Logan a little bit, part, especially in the tree. Yeah, the part. Um, I love the black and white in the uh, the part when he pulls up in his. Um, Cadillac uh, to the motel. Yeah. That part, the way that was all lit and everything was fantastic in black and white as well. It looked very um, noir film. I, during the Christmas yeah. break, I watched Touch of Evil again and Ooh. it kind of reminded me of that. Nice. Uh, oh, interesting. This shot, I don't think this was a shot from the movie. I think it was more of like a, a marketing shot, but that shot sells, yeah, 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 sells yeah, me yeah. That, that, entirely. That part. See it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That shot, that Well, that was, alone. those were shots of those were like like James Mangold like went and snapped some photos threw them in black and white and right. threw them on Twitter so, as like 
promotional shit for his movie. And then people were like, hey, can can you make the whole movie like this? You know? Right. So for <laughs> listeners, the shot and the, the picture I'm talking about is there's a black and white photo of Wolverine with his claws out and he's standing over a body uh, in front of the farmhouse uh, in the like just on the grass or whatever and there's light just like streams of light coming down on him it's actually very exorcist yeah um, it does inspired. yeah it's very exorcist the way yeah. the light yeah yeah exactly for sure um, so definitely take a look at that uh you guys' opinions on this are fascinating though um oh god I'm surprised that you guys didn't oh like. god you're kind of like eh, well maybe not we, we don't well, need the the black and white. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean for that. I that, that was just like, that's not what I'm. Or saying. missing the color. You keep you guys keep. Mentioning I never, that. I never, I never said that I missed the color. I just definitely, I felt that those scenes you, at night were were like. Or there's stuff of the black they, and white they, that you thought didn't work. As much as compared to those other scenes, right? Like the black and white of yeah. at, during night were like they were they were so much better than the original colored that uh, colored part that I was just like, like I. I almost kind of wish that they had just, like, partly had just shot, shot it as if they were going to just shoot it in black and white, even if they were, even though they were shooting it in color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. That is interesting. All right, so question, question for you guys. Um, why would studios spend money on on this? Like, why why spend the time to, like, go through and, like, make a black and white re-release on a on a popular movie well in the case of mad max the reason behind that was to sell more copies of the blu-ray because they knew because he was never going to have that one released black and white in any form oh no Um, way but if you give people stuff on the blu-rays and they're more inclined to buy the blu-rays you make more money on the back end right because some people may be like oh that was an awesome film but i'm not gonna buy it on blu-ray because i've seen it but then they'd be like oh actually i'm kind of curious about the black and white version right i did really like the movie that's why blu-rays and dvds were packed with commentary deleted scenes behind the scenes interviews because they were trying to get people to buy it you know buy the ticket and then buy the dvd later um in the case of Logan, I was I was just reading that like he had the idea for it while making the film. So uh, and he talked to Fox and was like, you know, we should see. You know, we're getting a lot of uh, traffic on, on Twitter yeah. and stuff and social media. People really are talking about this. They really want to see it. So he he went to Fox and was like, hey, can we experiment? Can we just throw it out there for a day or two and see yeah, what happens? Yeah. And yeah, and it always comes back down to money, like. Okay, people went if you know, if I saw Logan and then was like, Oh, I want to see them black and white, I just bought a ticket twice. Right, right. right. So now they're they're you know, they're squeezing more money out of people who maybe have already seen it, uh, or maybe didn't get a chance to see it, but now have another chance to see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it always comes down to like, okay, can the studio make a buck off of it? Okay, if they can, then it's a good idea. It gives the film a little bit more life too, because then True, all the, yeah. some of the critics are gonna come out again and be like okay i yeah. didn't like this film as much but now that i've seen the black and white version actually you know give it a watch you type of thing yeah, exactly. you know it kind of gives yeah. it pops up on google again and then people you know what i mean <laughs> yeah totally so so then why these two movies like we we know that uh miller was talking about how he wanted a black and white one to start and maybe he did such a good job with mad max that the studio was like yeah sure you could do a black and white version but like why Logan Noir, like if we were to 
look at just the film itself. Um, and I know that a lot of this is wrapped up in like Twitter, you know, Twitter saying, Hey, we want the black and white version or, um, you know, George Miller saying, this is what I want. And this is kind of like my director's cut, but like, um, I guess my question is like, do we think that this would happen again in the future or could it become a regular thing? And if so, like what kinds of movies? Cause like, I don't, I don't see Deadpool getting like no. a black and white, but that movie was massively popular. So like, why would we do Logan and not, um, like why do Logan, why do Mad Max versus like doing Deadpool or doing another like popular, uh, or guardians of the galaxy, you know, Can I, I just say real quick, I would love to see Blade Runner 2049 in a black and white. That'd be interesting. Yeah, It'd be very that'd be, interesting. That'd be dope. So but noir. But like, why Why that movie? Like, why? Because so, that movie's already noir. I, I feel, okay, I feel there's like three three reasons why. One reason could be the filmmakers, uh, James Mangold and George Miller, and if we were in account Blade Runner 2049, Denis Villeneuve, they're all like mature filmmakers and they make mature films. Like the film, the Logan and George like Miller. Like mature in content, mature like in hard content. R. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, all of them are hard R. Well, maybe Blade Runner 2049 isn't super hard R, but like George okay. Miller and, and or uh, Fury Road and, and Logan are more hard R. I think yeah. the the audiences that are going to go see these type of movies are probably more mature. Like you're not going to see, you know, um, like Deadpool or. But Deadpool's uh, hard R. That's it's hard R. But say. there's comedy, right? A lot of comedy. It, and, yeah, and it's a different all, kind of hard yeah, R. It's a different all kind the, of all the, all the thirteen year old boys are going to want to go see it yeah, and will sure. sneak in or whatever, right, to go see the movie. Whereas they're not going to be all over seeing Logan. Right, like, but it it doesn't have like themes of like depression right. and th- themes of like death. You know, like people die in Deadpool, but it's it's not it, like it's not a emotionally mature movie. Right. Yeah, like emotionally mature, I think is well, like, like how the, yeah, and like yeah. Fury Road is interesting because it's not like it's super mature in its sense of like of like depression and stuff like that. But it's it's a serious movie. It's not. It's not one that you're hopping onto the ride expecting to feel joyous you're you're yeah. in for the ride because of its intensity and the world that you're in not so much because of like how fun it is yeah. you know what i mean so like it's 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 mature in the sense of it's 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 world is mature not so much I don't know how to describe that, but no, I think that, I think, makes I think you're nailing so I think it. Those two, th- yeah. I think those two things, and then another reason is like I think because both of the uh, both of these films, or, or I guess what well, you, you asked, what other films in the future could be like? I think other films yeah, like that was one of my questions in my ramble. So I think like, <laughs> I did. you know, like films like Spectre, like the new the newest James Bond film, or even Skyfall, I think would have been pretty awesome in black and white i think films like that you know what i mean i think films that already have a moorish feel or themes that that filmmakers in the 40s and 50s were trying to tackle you know like i think there has to be an element already into not so much a genre element but like a the, the more mature like I, I just don't you know you, watching what about Bob in black and white isn't going to do anything for me you know what I mean like you know what I mean like I, it, it, like you couldn't have like a goofy 
movie that's like black and white. Like, it, or I mean, you could, but you like, could because like you know, like it would wouldn't make sense for like a re-release. Like to do right. like if you were re-released, you know, funny people. In black and white, yeah, yeah. or a forty-year-old virgin or, would just be like, "This is Express, weird." But yeah. then, yeah. but then, Clerks, which is in black and white, is freaking amazing, right? And it, but it, so, like, and that's a straight comedy. I think it comes you know? down to just to lend to Byron's point here is like there are certain times where it's just not feasible. Like in terms of Clerks, the cost, you know, was kept lower. By using a black and white film stock, also it kind of added to that indie feel yeah, that yeah. Kevin Smith likes. Yeah. Um, but we live in a day and age where it's like you have the choice to do one or the other, so now you have to do it for a reason. Right. Whereas, like, because I was thinking to rebut your point, I was like, well, look at the twenties; like, all those comedies were black and white. Yeah. But that's because. That's, that's essentially what, what they had. That's what like, they had, yeah. I mean, as you know, films as early as 1939 with Wizard of Oz had color, but really the majority of films were just black and white because that's what they had to work with. I mean, because like, yeah. so, they have like the film like The Artist that came out, you know, 2011 yeah. or whatever, and it was filmed black and white, and it, it was comedy romance film, but because yeah. it's it's already expressing super explicitly an homage to those right. type of films that they got away with it. But like, so they got away with the slapstick elements of it because that's the type right. of films that they were making back then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they yeah. made an it aesthetic. It was like homage. Yeah. Right. They made an aesthetic choice to do that. Right. It wasn't just, we're going to do it in black and white because I want to do black and white. Cause, cause if we <laughs> wanted to go do avatar in three or in black, and white, I don't think it would work. You know what I mean? I don't, I just don't yeah. think, I don't, I don't, I just don't think it, I mean, it might be cool might but i just don't think it would work um i don't think it would either because specifically with avatar because at least for me so much of the magic was the color like of that movie yeah like the colors of all the plants and all the and like when you walk around it like you know the there's like a glowy light when people step like you know it's like that was the magic for me you know for that movie and also there's no baggage on that film that black and white heightens anything for Whereas yeah. if you were like if you and I or any of us did a slapstick comedy movie and we filmed it in black and white, it would work because they made slapstick comedies or it has certain baggage that people are already aware of uh, because they were made way before. You know what I mean? Like, like if we were to do like a slapstick th- film, like, like oh, like you know, they it w- you could see elements of Chaplin or. Laurel and Hardy or um, the Three Stooges or anything because they're already there. You know what I mean? It's tied into the history of black and white already. (laughs) So it doesn't have to necessarily be mature films. It just has to be, I think, tied into a certain type of film baggage. I don't know if that's the correct word. Well, here, let me wrap it up with uh, a quote from Mangold, which is, uh, honestly, it feels like you're just channeling your your inner Mangold here. (laughs) Um, But this is a quote from him. He said, A huge percentage of the comic book world is adults, not children. It cheats grown-ups of having some part of their fantasy experience or their comic book experience honored with adult themes and ideas. So this is uh, in reference to the R rating and um, you know, just to like a little heavier source material, um, especially coming off of like the Brian Singer. Uh, that was Brian Singer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who did yeah. the the other uh, the other Wolverines? And he said, "I think getting 
the no, R, I don't know if uh, he did the other Wolverines, but he did the oh, X-Men. Got it. Yeah, I can't remember well, who Mangle the other guy was. did Wolverine. That's right. Oh, he did do Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, he said, I think getting rated R gave us a driver's license to make a more sophisticated movie. Um, and then he later talks about that uh, while with the black and white version, too. Um, he says, people are looking for things that connect to the past, things that look different, things that are new, but also old again. I think for a long time, studios have had an assumption that you guys need bright colors at all times to stay amused and loud noises to stay enthused. A little Dr. <laughs> Seuss going on. <laughs> uh, and I don't think that's true. I think audiences are getting more sophisticated and more interested in seeing creativity explored all sorts of different ways, even for just one night. Seeing this movie this way helps people see that there's audiences out there for a monochrome movie. For a different kind of movie in an other way, that's pretty great. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of cool that he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, th- there's, we still have creativity out there, and um, you know, just like showing the studio, like that studios aren't always the worst in the world, like everybody likes to think, you know. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, do you guys know? So with these two films. One of the directors prefers the black and white version. Actually, I think you guys do know this already. And then one of them prefers the regular version. Uh, do you know who prefers what and why? Or do you have a guess? I don't really know this, but George Miller may prefer the black and chrome. That's what I was going to say, because if he already had the idea that he yeah. wanted it in black and white from the get-go... Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I I'm think I think George Miller. Man. I think he liked yeah. the black and chrome. I think yeah. Uh, you, you guys are right. So we oh, we already cool. kind of talked about George Miller and like why he likes prefers the black and white version. Uh, why do you guys think Mangold uh, prefers the color version mm. of of Logan? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, um, I there is an answer to this, and it's. It's a pretty, it's a pretty simple answer. Because they, because he spent time building the the colors for it to like work. He likes to see to, the to blood. Tell, <laughs> <laughs> likes to see red blood. I mean, he spent time building the colors to to show the age of the people and, and yeah. the world and stuff. So I'd imagine. Yeah, that that's essentially it. He said uh, t- to prefer the black and white version. Uh, would dishonor the amazing work of his production designer and cinematographer who would have shot the film differently had they known right. they were making a right. black that and white sense. film. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was mostly just like, uh, hey, this is the film we made uh, and I don't want to like betray you guys and like what, what you guys did. Yeah. Right. Which is so weird. Like that's such like a great attitude. But then, you know, you see it all the time with like actors who show up to their own premiere and find out that they've entirely been cut from the movie. So, so there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's the if there's a casting and crew divide, that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um. uh, fascinating one of the things okay so i, I want to jump a little bit into opinions here uh and kind of answer Be, the questions before we we do that i i would i would just like to point out a couple more things here um 
other black and white releases. Oh yeah, we um, finished that list. We got, yeah, we got we, one. Right, in. Start over. We got through one. Start over. We got through one. The... Okay. Well, the, the mist. Okay. The mist. That was it. So in 2008, there's a two disc special edition edition that just had a black and white version. Okay. Um, I I from what I could read, they actually took the time to make it black and white and didn't just flip a switch. Um, honestly, I feel like if you're gonna do that, why would you? just flip flip a switch you know yeah. like that would just feel so bad anyone online can do that so why would you waste money doing that it doesn't make any sense um okay the other movie is sympathy for a lady vengeance oh. have you guys seen this uh, is that the korean it's, it's by the guy who did old boy sympathy for lady vengeance okay yeah it's it's part of the vengeance trilogy i am not I sure i haven't seen it though i haven't seen i haven't seen, i haven't seen it either but in 2005 so they have a color version in 2005, they have a. They came out with a fade to black and white version. Huh. Um, and it's essentially the movie starts out with vibrant hues and gradually fades to pastels and concludes in black and white. Um, you said sympathy for Mr. Vengeance or Lady Vengeance? For Lady Vengeance. So sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and then there's Lady Vengeance. Yeah. I think that whoever did the list put that wrong. Yeah, they were probably, uh, probably stupid. <laughs> So it's it's old boy sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance. Just so oh, people weird. are clear about the Vengeance trilogy, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, now I'm like really questioning which one this is. It might be Lady Vengeance. They just it's probably or, Lady Vengeance, or or it might be sympathy. But they you said 2005. They, 2005. It it's is Lady when Vengeance. It, okay, yeah. okay. It is Lady yeah. Vengeance. Okay. Because that's the last um, one. So have you, you guys haven't seen the, the movie? I haven't seen that one. I've seen um, Sympathy s- for Mr. Vengeance. I saw Old Boy a Old while Boy. ago, but I, I like wasn't watching it, so I didn't really get it, but I really want to rewatch it. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, um, the reasoning for the fade to black and white is tied to the character and what the character learns. Um Throughout the film, oh. so it, it is kind of directly tied to that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it says and, it fades to black and white throughout the film. Yeah, yeah, like it just slowly turns to black and white, which you you kind of see that. Like we talked about how um, perfume did that, but the opposite. Like it kind of it starts very desaturated and then oh, goes yeah, right. into like those high colors. So it seems like it's kind of doing that, but on like a like a, a really uh, obvious level because yeah. it, it's a little more subtle in perfume. Um, okay, here here is a couple other ones. Uh, Mother from 2013, not not the new film, um, which is a Bong Joon Ho. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. The that Korean joint. Yeah. And the only reason this had a black and white re-release is because the director was like, he talked to his DP, like, hey, what do you think if this was in black and white? And they were just, and the this was before they started filming, and the DP was like, huh, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Um, but they had to do a color version, so they did a color version, but then later they released it in black and white because that was kind of what they were had originally planned from the get-go. Oh, wow. Um, and the director and the cinematographer both prefer the black and white version of Mother 2013. Sweet. That <laughs> film was released in 2009, just so people are clear. Yes. The, the 2013 is the black and white yeah, release. Right, okay. Um, okay, here's 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 one that I'm sure you guys would never guess. Raiders of the Lost Ark got a black and white release in 2014. Weird. 
<laughs> why? Weird. I don't know. That's I don't, super bizarre. I, I don't know at all. It was just like, why would this one? Yeah, that makes no sense. I feel like maybe to see if there was a market for it, you know, after some other movies like Mother did it, and I just, I'm not really sure. It's hmm. um, weird. But that was one of them. It was on the list. Um, and then the only other thing that I can really find that was kind of related to this was The Man Who Wasn't There, the Coen Brothers movie. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Nope. Really good movie. It's shot in color, and then it's digitally altered later to be in black and white. But it but it looks good, though, because... It looks really Roger good. Roger Deakins knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It, it honestly is like a very, very, very beautifully yeah. shot black and white movie. But what's really interesting is if you watch this movie... Um, like originally it came out in black and white but then a year later they released a color version of the film so you can actually watch both versions um and i've seen both and i watched the black and white one first because that's what we were forced to do for class but um, what there's a color version i didn't know you can get the colored version um you can get it online i don't know if it's technically released but there is like a copy of it on um oh wow i'm gonna have to go see that someone went through and colorized it yeah, that would be really hard, but <laughs> that, I bet that'd be terrible. Yeah, that's with Crayola crayons. I think <laughs> you know, like like the final flag in the at the end of um, the oh my god, what's the uh, what what were, what were the Russian uh, Soviet montage movies that we watched? Oh, Strike oh, and Battleship Strike. Strike yeah, and like the the flag at the end of Strike is just like someone markered in the flag. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Um, okay, that's, that's um, cool, though. Yeah, so that is... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to mention that. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I got. So yeah, why don't we hop into reviews now? If you're, yeah, if so, you're well, I'm cool. I just want to do the couple of opinion questions that you had, you had kind of posed, oh, yeah. too. Um, so do we need these? Do we need the black and white releases? I'm going to jump out and just say yes. I think it's... Um, yeah, I think it's great because I fucking hate it when people go, "Oh, it's black and white. I can't watch it." It's like, come on! Like, yeah. maybe, maybe this will give someone who has never seen a black and white film, and they're like, "You know what? I love Mad Max so much, or I love Logan so much. I'm going to watch black and white." They watch it, and they're like, "You know what? I really dug the feel of that. I'm going to go watch more black and white movies." Because people are missing out on some of these, some of the, some of the best, some of the best some movies, of the best films are black and white. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like. I think it's great. If anything, if if it gets more people to see black and white movies, I'm all for it. Yeah, totally. I yeah. agree. Um, I, I'm right there. And I, as far as, like, something we need, like, um, it's, like, just, like, as a blanket statement, like, there's a lot of movies that come out that we just don't need, period. <laughs> you know? So it's like... <laughs> right, right. Uh, if, you know, if a black and white version of a really good movie comes out then like why not watch that instead of just like some other crap that comes out like i don't know <laughs> and, and specifically for me is i i would kind of want the director to have approval of it though i wouldn't want them to make a black and white version of a movie where the director didn't want it to be out in black and white because then it just then it just seems like it's uh a marketing uh gimmick uh to get more money i think if if the filmmaker wants it then I yeah. then I think it's okay if it, if it's just a money thing then I'm not going to be really for it. What so what if like everyone on Twitter so like with Logan Noir it was kind of birthed from Twitter 
saying, hey, we want to see a black and white right. version. Of, I'm okay of the with movie. that because then James Mangold goes, ah, shit, that's a kind of a cool idea. Like, let's do it. And then, you know, like, right. Like, I, I think that's okay. Um, because even, right. even, even if it's the director, if it's not the director's, like, um, vision, but if he approves it, of it, then I, then I think it'll be okay because, right. Because I want, I, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if I, if I shot a movie in color and, and then, the like I got it sold to Lionsgate and then Lionsgate released it in both color and black and white versions against like my like my I, I just don't think it would be cool I wouldn't want people to go see my baby that I created um a certain in way black in white. black and white yeah. if I didn't want it to be shown and if I, if I was like actually that's a cool idea and I like supervise the the coloring and and everything and to make it look really good and then I'd be okay with it you know but yeah 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 that makes that makes sense i'd be i'd be fine with that i i'd be more fine with um my film coming out and being in color than i would like if i intended the film to be black and white and it was like hey we have to do it in color i'd be more fine with that than i would going the other way oh interesting you know that's interesting like if if i was like hey i want to make this black and white film and um then they were like you know what we're just gonna have to release it in color we'll get more people I'd be more fine with that. I think than I, I would. I think I'd be the other way around. <laughs> Flipping. If you really, think, I think I would be more upset if I made a black and white movie and they wanted it to be into color. Because if I was shooting a colored film, it'd probably be because I, I, I wanted certain neon lights and stuff like that, and then it went. You'd lose all that when you turn it in black and white. So I'd be more upset having my color, the color film. Uh, you know, transformed into black and white because I do love black and white so much that I, if I was to do like this kind of more quote a regular movie, I would probably want to shoot it on black and white. Yeah, look how dope that looks in yeah, black and dude, white, dude. Yeah, Someone yeah. actually went through and made the Blade Runner trailers in black and white. And oh, it really? Fucking sick, dude. Oh, that's cool. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out after the. Uh pod after the pod recording uh, i'm not sure which way i would lean in terms of whether or not i'd be like oh you made it black and white or you made it in color i yeah, mean i don't know i i don't i guess it really depends on the film really really yeah, <laughs> yeah it really and, depends on the movie yeah uh, for sure it really does i i think i think we do need more black and white releases i don't think everything needs to be made into black and white because i would kind of ruin black and white really come on guys because <laughs> it would ruin yeah. it would ruin the specialness of doing it um but, but it, like what if what if like avengers infinity war wasn't black and white like how cool would that be i think that'd like be if, cool if like that would be neat i think if they cool. like decided yeah. it would be like so different as long as they filmed it in black cool. and white yeah well, yeah, I mean, like, if they filmed it black and or maybe they filmed it in color, but, like, with the intention of black yeah, and white, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, that would be so cool if they did something like that. Yeah. Okay, so, um, I definitely think, sorry, I meant to actually answer. Yes, I think it would look super cool in black and white. What, oh. Drunk. I take that back. Um, <laughs> I think what really helps black and white is when it's not super high-key lighting. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of older films that use the high-key light like avengers does like avengers is like uh, we talked about this before where it's very much like a tv style where everything is lit everything is very visible it's bright it's very bright there's not a lot of shadow i think black and white loses itself when there's not hard contrast like in logan like you said the night scenes or where there's hard light on someone it loses its effectiveness so 
Maybe not, although I would love to see it in black and white um, if I ever watched it at all. Uh, you know, but, Nebraska, did you guys watch Nebraska? I did, no. yeah. That that movie doesn't have the like high-key lighting in it, no, they, and it's black and yeah, white. Yeah, they did a good job with that, though. Yeah, they like, like it, somehow... It fits like fits the movie. It totally fits the movie, yeah. and it's totally like the opposite of what you would want to do with black and white. <laughs> like, it's not stark. It's really interesting. Yeah, okay. like the, the the skies are always kind of like a gray. And but they built the movie yeah. around that, though. That's that's the difference. Yes, there, it right? it is yeah. tied to the content of right. the story. Uh, yeah. So what I want to do real quick here is whoever wants to start. I don't know what the best way to do this is. is maybe say which one we liked better, and then say if we liked the color versions better of each one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, or, we can do or that. Or you can do so, two and two, or you can say I liked. This the the compare the black and white ones and then compare the color ones maybe. Uh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. We don't have like a ton of time left, so whatever you think works. Yeah. So I think like what whatever when we're going through and doing this, it's the black and white versions. So if you're like, you have to say I like the black and white version of this more. Does that make sense? That's the primary For, thing. Yeah. Okay. For the okay. primary okay. thing. Yeah. Uh, I, and then after that, let's do the. Do we like the color? And we'll just do that super fast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so who wants to be the first person we guess for? Uh, Keith first? does. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> think about this. <laughs> gosh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Logan uh, for Keith, uh, purely from content. Um, style, uh, you know, the neo-noir style. Um, I think Keith also really likes Mad Max a lot, but, I, you know, my gut just says Logan. And, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. It's tough, though. It's tough, but I'm going Logan. This is a tough one for me. Yeah, for I, sure. feel, I feel like... Um, I feel like you really like Mad Max. Um, uh, but I feel... I know that you're a fan of, like, the kind of the hard-boiled crime stuff and the the noirs and the neo noirs like no country for old men or you know blood simple type of stuff or you know um so i'm gonna feel i feel like logan aesthetically in the black and white um in the way the way the way his character fits into that uh dark uh I don't know how to describe it, but I think it fits better with the black and white, um, according to your, uh, uh, what you like to see. My aesthetic? Yeah, your aesthetic. Nice. So, when I rated these movies on Letterboxd initially, I gave Mad Max a 5 out of 5. Actually, I might have even said 6 out of 5. Uh, I just thought, when I first watched it in theaters, it was just like, from the get-go, I thought it was just on top. Logan, I gave four and a half out of five, mainly because of the end where the children don't do fuck all. Like, they give all these kids these powers, yeah. and then they just basically don't do anything with it, which I thought was, like, really just bad, bad writing. Um, <laughs> this time around, I bumped Logan up to a five out of five for sure. And I, yeah, I, I think I lean Logan. I think... Okay. Yeah. I really like Mad Max a lot. I think it's just, like you said, so easy to watch. You can throw it on whenever. Um, if you do want to watch it all the way through, it's just so satisfying. It goes by, you know, like that because yeah. um, the pacing of it. 
Uh, the, the behind the scenes is so impressive. But yeah, I think... Dude, I just... Watching both of these in black and white, I just liked it. I liked them more yeah. in black and white. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't... I prefer hmm. them both in the black and white. Uh, wow. I think it helped the tone. It was, everything was more serious. It helped the tone of both movies. helped the grittiness. It just it just worked oh, wow. on every level. And sure. I don't miss the color, especially in Logan. I don't miss the color. I think it. I think it was meant to be black and white. Oh, I think wow. it's really where it lives. Mad oh, Max. I he see George Miller went so far in one direction with that color that it was just like okay, like I can see it. It works. Yeah. And I kind of like the I like the color and the black and white, but I just I love black and white so much. It's just like I just seeing them both was awesome. And I I do lean a bit Logan. Um, I think it just worked for me more on this this time around rewatching it okay, and getting that cool. story. Nice. Um, and the black and white just made it so good, dude. Like <laughs> their age looks so much more. Like their 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 faces and the age yeah, just shows up more. Yeah, it's just so much. Yeah, the, the detail in yeah. the Christmas of their of their age and their faces was captured better in black and cool, white. Cool. I think. Yeah. Um, so of the four movies, you would say Logan Noir is is your favorite. Probably, yeah. I'd probably yeah. say Logan Noir, and then the color version would probably be at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So Logan Noir. Mad Max Fury Road, Black and Chrome, Mad Max yeah. Fury Road, Color, and, and then, then Logan. Logan. Yeah, I okay. think that's Or Logan, it, uh, just lo- yeah. Logan, the color version. Yeah. Cool. Logie Logan. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it just, it worked super well this time around, and I would probably, I mean, I'd rewatch Logan again, Color or Black and White, but I would prefer to watch it in Black and White. I think that's uh-huh. really... Um, and I had zero problems with that. Like, a, like your guys is like, oh, the scenes didn't work here. Here, I thought it worked across the board. Oh, cool. um, nice. The night <laughs> stuff, stuff was yeah, better, yeah, but yeah. that's just because you get the shadow, you get the contrast. Yeah, but yeah. I think it worked. Just, the wood stuff totally worked for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just worked. Cool. All the yeah. way around. Yeah. Cool. Dope. So, Jacob, Byron. <laughs> yeah. Do do? Doesn't matter to me. Flip a coin. Uh, All right, Jacob. Uh, we're picking uh, for let's you. Let's do me. Okay. Do me. Uh oh! This is you tough. didn't see this Logan too. I remember this because you were like, "Oh, you haven't seen Logan yet," and we were both like <laughs> shocked I, and taken aback. Oh, but I watched the color version before the black and white one. Okay, okay, yeah. So I, I, but I watched the color version like three weeks ago. Okay, and okay. Then so this I, one. yeah, I, I feel. I feel you never gave us an opinion on Logan either, so this is interesting. I feel like you're gonna like Logan Noir. Better than Mad Max Fury Road Chrome Black and or Black and Chrome, and I say this because I know that you probably really really like Mad Max, but I know that you love Unforgiven. You love Unforgiven. I think that's one of your favorite films. <sighs> so I think because of that, Logan was probably not only your favorite comic book movie, but it's. The type of movie, even though it wasn't based on that comic book, you would go see in a heartbeat. So I'm going to go with that's going to trump anything else on the list. So it's going to be Logan Noir and then Mad Max, Fury Road, Black and White. However, I think in all four of them, I think it goes Logan, Logan Noir, Mad Max, Fury Road, Color, Mad Max, Fury Road, Black and Crown. That's, that's what I think. 
Oh, man. Whoa. That's tough. You pulled the Unforgiven card, so now it's like, uh, uh, That is the Trump card. That, that and Ghost. And I haven't, Unforgiven I and haven't Ghost. looked at what you rated Mad Max, if you even did rate it, and I haven't looked well, at Well, see, Logan. like, you guys, you guys haven't seen Ghost, so you have no idea how similar it is to Mad Max Fury Road. It's not at all. <laughs> not at all. Even the same movie. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that pottery scene that happened in Mad Max where they're full yeah. of pottery together. But underrated scene. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the answer is Logan, but I'm going to go Mad Max just to kind of give it a change little... It up, just to kind it of up, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I think overall, Mad Max, the pacing, the action, you know, the way they did this, the special effects just kind of work for you. I think being a guy coming from that, you know, coming from that world, um, editing is good. You know, the, like I said, the pacing is just on point. Um, <laughs> and I know it took you a really long time to see Logan, but I don't know if that actually a- adds anything to it. I would rate it probably Logan. I'm talking Logan color, Mad Max color, Logan Noir, Mad Max black and chrome, I think would be mine. So a little bit different than Byron. Yeah. I think, I think, interesting. I think the two color versions are you, you like more than the two black and white versions. Is that, but that's what I said, right? No, you said Logan Noir, or you said Logan Logan Noir. Oh, okay. Mad okay. Max. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because um, I still think that the unforgiven aspect trumps anything else. That's what I think, yeah. but I could be wrong. I think the the Western vibe of it is is is. I think I think the answer is Logan, but I'm gonna go Mad Max Noir or Mad Max whatever, black and chrome. But the reason why I'm gonna say Logan color first is because I think that's maybe. Because that's just their initial way, and James Mangold, like, you know, that's his... Well, he said he missed like, it. He said he missed the color. Oh, okay. Oh, he yeah, I guess he, that's right. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like the, the Logan War, though, it fits so well with the themes of the film that you like, that that's why I would put it um, second. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, Jacob? Okay, uh, well, you're both right and you're both wrong. <laughs> and and here's, here's why. I, I would say Byron is more right. Yeah, um, I figured. But, uh, but yeah, of the two black and white films, uh, Logan Noir is, was my preferred one. And, and that is because of what it brought to the movie being in black and white um, and, and just kind of how it enhanced it, how it... How it and it just it felt like whenever I see black and white, it feels nostalgic to me, you know, like it has a very nostalgic feel because like old movies are from black and white. So when you attach black and white to a character like like um, like uh, Wolverine played by Hugh, Hugh Jackman, um, you know, over like 20 years or how, however long he's been doing it, um, it just felt like such a emotional like send off to his character like when he dies at the end you know it felt like it was like a bookend like hey even though the first x-men that he was in wasn't in black and white it still felt like hey like remember this like old time uh where um you know like oh it was like a bookend almost i don't know there's just something really like emotional about it for me that that really hit me when i watched the black and white version uh and not the color version oh wow um, so it just that um, one emotional reason is why I prefer that over uh, black and chrome. It makes uh, things, black and chrome it like makes things makes serious things more serious when right. it's in black and white. I think. Yeah, but like I, I like 
got emotional at the end of it, like earlier yeah. today, because I watched it today. Yeah. Um, but like when I watched Logan the first time, I didn't get that emotional. Right. I was just like, oh, this is neat. But I got way more emotional with the black and white. Program. Oh, I see. Um, I wasn't expecting that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So, so, so do you prefer Logan War more than Logan? No. Uh, yeah. Oh, 100%. oh shit. Yes. Oh, shit. Man. Yeah. So, and that's just because of that end. And like, I know it's not perfect. Like, and I, I, to me, like some of the color was missing and I think it would have been better if some of the film was in color, some was in black and white. Um, it would be so fucked up looking, you know, if right, they did right, that, right. but, uh, Sin City style maybe <laughs> where they had only p- certain things. <sighs> I don't. I don't think so because that that's like a style in itself. Yeah, it um, I feel like that would have not felt right for this movie. But um, but yeah, I definitely prefer the black and white. So version what's of your Logan. what's your rank for the four? So yeah, here's where here's where you're right, Keith. Um, I was not right. I I like uh, I like Mad Max a lot, and um, I like the color of Mad Max, and I I, I like one of the, one of the biggest things that I liked when I watched Mad Max was the um, interesting, like the 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 teal skies and the bright orange, like sand, you know, sand colors. Um, and even like when they go into the hurricane and all that color correction that went into the or the sandstorm, whatever the hell, it like cuts to like black and white and this is all fucking crazy. And even the the day for night scenes are just like so good, you know. Even though it's not day for night, but like it looks really nice. Um, and there's even scenes in Mad Max where there's like it's like orange it's like blue in the foreground and orange in the background and it's like they're just like mixing them and it's like this I've never seen anything like this before um with the black and white version I still liked it but it was just like this isn't like like the movie's still special and good and I appreciated different things with it but I still like highly prefer like the weird color job that was done with Mad Max um because that was like what was so impressive to me. I mean, everything was impressive, but like that was like a huge standout. Um, so if I were to rate these movies, it would be um, Mad Max Color, oh. Logan Noir, oh. um, Mad Max Black and Chrome, and then oh no no uh, got Logan Noir, Logan, then Mad Max Black and Chrome at the bottom. Okay, so. Yeah. So it's a it's a Mad Max sandwich yeah, with the nice. color version <laughs> on top. Okay, so I was yeah, yeah we were yeah, kind of a little close. You yeah. guys were both like pretty close. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's try and fly through Byron here real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, you've watched, you like you said, you watched Mad Max a bunch of times, um, and it threw you off kind of watching it in black and white. And you are the biggest fan out of all of us when it comes to westerns. So I think Logan Noir is your is your pick, mainly because of like yeah the style of it. Um, you know, I, I think I think you probably got over the 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 change to black and white for Mad Max, but I think I think just Logan cool, cool. Logan works for you, and then the violent as hell, obviously. <laughs> so. You know, just just for shits and giggles, I'm going to say Mad Max, and the only reason why is because you've seen Mad Max so many times in color, and watching it this time in black and white, you kind of found a new appreciation for the movie. Yeah, good. Um, That's a good reason. While Logan, you still enjoyed, um, it just, like, didn't give you that same, 
level of like depth that like because like Mad Max is so high octane it's so chaotic already so like by channeling one of the crazy elements down and just eliminating it all together you're able to kind of see the movie a little bit more Uh, so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go black and chrome for that but I think I'm wrong but I'm that's what I think I think Mad Max the color is at the top of your list with Logan Noir after Okay. Uh, followed by Logan, and then so okay. Jacobs. Yeah, I. I think uh, Jacobs. I think you're in Jacobs. I, is I think. I think. But I, I agree. Uh, ooh, shit! No, I can't agree with Keith. That's not agree. interesting. Um, I'm gonna say you prefer <laughs> the uh, fuck. It's so confusing. <laughs> the color <laughs> Logan or black and white Logan, black and white Mad Max, and then uh, color Mad Max, color Logan. So oh, wow. Logan okay, sandwich okay, okay. with color on the bottom. I'm just we're <laughs> just gonna go. go all black and white. There you go. Oh, okay. All right. I actually I liked Mad Max black and white. Oh yes. shit! I knew I wasn't wrong. I, I, I should have said think, nothing. I think partly because of what you said is I was I had seen it so much that I was like, whoa, this is like a whole other thing. Um, but it watching it reminded me of like all the westerns that I had seen where like. The, the cavalry is yeah. after the Native that's Americans with the big like Arroyo, yes, you know, Monument Valley point. in the background. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, and hadn't re- that I, that not thought had never occurred to like me John when I saw Ford it in color westerns. Right, yeah. I, and in color, I had never I never thought of the stagecoach and Absolute, that type of thing. Yeah, um, there you go. However, Logan War does feel felt more like a western seeing it. It's way. more of the Logan Noir is like the Clint Eastwood Western yeah. where Mad yeah. Max is the John Ford, the big right, landscapes. Right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Which I actually like um, Clint Eastwood Westerns more. Certain. Oh, okay. But but for this particular thing, I, I, I felt I did like the black and white, black and chrome better than the Noir. I don't, I don't right. know why. I, I think there was something, too, about the black and white and how it's how it was done during all the daytime scenes um i unexpectedly was kind of impressed with that because i thought they'd be too blown out yeah i was expecting it just to be too blown out but it wasn't so i was i think when i was was like okay cool i actually have faith in this as i was watching it and then i just kind of got sucked in again as i did the first time i'd seen in color so but then logan noir i i appreciated it but i kept for some reason, kept going back to the color. Hmm. Okay. But so, if, if I was to rank all four of them, though, I would go Mad Max Fury Road color. Yeah. Logan color. Uh, Whoa. Uh, okay. Mad Max Fury Road black and King Chrome, okay. and then Logan War. Okay. Wow. And I I think I think just because the two colored versions are the are the are are the ones that I maybe it's because I saw them first that way. I I don't know, but I I just can't. I I I just I I think I just prefer them. I don't know. I don't know why. Which yeah. which is really weird for me because I love black and white. Black and white is like it's so good. It's so fucking good. Like if any movie came out in black and white, just like in general, like I, I want to see it. Like even the Louis C.K. one, right? That you know we're never going to see. Um, it looked interesting to me because it was black and white. I'm like, oh, he shot it in black and white. That's interesting. Huh. And you know, like Joss yeah. Whedon did that Shakespeare. Um, yeah, that he shot nothing. like a right. weekend. Right, like, that looked yeah. interesting, you know, because I was like, oh, black and white. It's cool. It's modern film, but it's black and white. Like, I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. For some reason, but. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's it's interesting. <laughs> well, with with black and chrome, you the war boys like the white sk- the white skins right right uh, white skin on them really freaking pops and it looks cool yeah like when they're like running around it's like whoa like uh, like you that's like what you can make out in the shot and that's really what you need to see anyway yeah they're like they're white but yet you can still like tell that their skin is cracked which Mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting i was just i was expecting to see them all kind of blown out white little like you know skinheads running around but it didn't really seem like that which is kind of cool (laughs) the only thing that the black and white kind of hurt was them spray painting their mouth like you oh, don't see yeah. that yeah. that silver the chrome. And chrome if you're gonna call yeah. it black and chrome i want to see that chrome yeah, yeah, like yep. really pop but that's, that's kind a of point. just a really a small right. yeah. small thing um when you guys i just have a couple more thoughts when you guys were watching mad max did you guys find some of the action scenes to be like hard to follow in black and white like it was harder to tell no, what was happening no not really oh, i i totally did and one thing, but I, Logan Logan felt easy to watch. Yeah, one thing I saw was that some people thought that the black and white version of Logan actually made it easier to follow some action. Uh, huh. But huh, for good. me, no. I mean, the way it was edited was pretty straightforward with all its like. I don't know. I didn't have any trouble following Mad Max at all in general. Yeah, I I didn't either. Just with the black and white for me, it was, there was a few shots where it was literally like I couldn't tell what I was looking at. Yeah, you know? I guess it gets a little lost when they go into the sandstorm, but... I, mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, towards yeah, the end. It, yeah, it was, like, towards the end, like, just some of the shots of, like, some of the car stuff. It's just, like, I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. Like, I needed more of a reference, like a color yeah. or something. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what it was, but I just jotted that down. I, I wasn't sure if you guys felt the same way. I mean, so. I, I don't know. I I didn't have too much trouble. I generally don't have too much trouble following action. You know, I watch martial arts and films like that, so, like, editing is oh, yeah. fucking crazy, but yeah, I generally yeah, yeah. can follow it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm usually like that, too. I was just curious if hmm. there was something there with the black and white, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> all right, any other final huh. final thoughts on anything? Um, will this bring back DVD sales? <laughs> will it bring back DVD sales? Nah. Uh, I, it, no. It, no, this won't single-handedly do it. Um, I don't know uh, what you can do to really... Do the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket thing, then maybe. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty much the only way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, basically. We're going to give 500 people to have a walk-on role to the next Avengers movie, and you get to say one line to Robert Downey Jr. Like, oh. Yeah, people would go, go crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, people would go nuts for that. But. All right, cool, guys. Uh, cool. Let's wrap it up here. So if you have any questions, topic suggestions, opinions, or if you have any fact corrections, send an email to btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. We're always trying to learn new things. So we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our Facebook page to comment on or discuss this week's episode or any past episodes. Or you can talk about our weekly posts that are daily posts that we do. Uh, we do the indie trailer Wednesdays. We do film news and tips on Thursday. We do a weekend recommends on Friday. Some trivia on Saturday. And then you can look forward to our question and release posts, our next episode release posts on um, Sunday and Monday. And then we're trying to stick to releasing on Tuesday every week. So keep up with Tuesday. Um, All of our episodes can be found on iTunes and Stitcher and at SoundCloud.com. If you like the show, please, please, please rate it. 
because it helps others find us. Um, iTunes is going to be the best spot. If you only want to do one rating, iTunes is going to be the best spot for that. Our intro and outro music was composed by Curtis Skinner, who can be found at skinnyproducing.com. Have you guys seen what George Miller wants to do with the with his new like release of Fury Road? <laughs> Make everyone like skinny. <laughs> well, no, he, he wants to call it Mad Max Fury Road Skinny, and he's going to uh, re-release the film with a new aspect ratio so you can watch it vertically on your iPhone. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So when, so when he CGI's the angel into every shot, you can see the angel perfectly. Yeah. 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 Angel. He's going to replace Mad Max with the angel statue. Yeah, Mad Max Fury Angel Skinny Edition. Oh, God. Um, next week, we will be talking all things Byron. Oh, my God. With his birthday episode. I cannot wait. Um, with sick. the two films, Life of Brian and La Guillette Dior. Uh, I have no La, say in this whatsoever. I don't have a say in mine. The whole know, point is Jacob is the only person who's had a say in his, really. My, you guys didn't challenge it at all. You guys could have challenged it. Well, how many films are there with, yeah. with any of this anyway? I mean, we could even find a film with Byron. So. There, there is one called there, Byron. There was with one. The, uh, yeah. The, about the um, Frankenstein or whatever. Oh, right? why are we not doing that one? Then? The uh, We could do that one. It has, uh, what's his name in it? I forget. But yeah, oh, fuck. You know, Julian Julian Sands is in it. What year did, was it released? Like, so just like Keith, there's a a, a Byron. <laughs> That's weird. Like, Byron film, 2003 TV movie. It, it, I think it's called. Yeah, it might be. Holy shit! There is one. Ju- oh, Byron. it's a BBC. Is it Julian? Lord is it Julian? English po- poet. Oh, Julian Farino. Is it? Directed by Julian Farina. Oh, but there's a there's an actor Julian Sands, who's in it, right? Um, He's the main character. Features Johnny Lee Miller. Fuck. Is it about an English? Yeah, Johnny poet? Lee Miller's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, English poet Lord Byron. There's Julie Cox, Sally Hawkins. Two seventy-five minute parts. I'm not investing that much time into it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you are? Is that really? Wait, oh yeah, it's a, oh it is. Oh no no, it maybe the whole thing is seventy five minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. two it's, seventy. It's two oh, seventy five no. minute pieces, so it comes out to be no way two twenty. I've seen this two and a half. Wow, I have seen this though. You probably like seen one part. Long. You probably saw one part. Really? That's you know what we should do. Let's just trash the other two movies we were gonna do and just watch this whole thing. Oh, just say man. fuck it. <laughs> I really want to watch many, Life of Brian. Look how many though. viewers. It had two million viewers. It's, it's for weird each that episode. Sally Hawkins is in it. She's in The yeah. Shape of Water. Yeah, Sally Hawkins is great. Uh, what the hell? This isn't the one that I. Yeah, I don't know. I would prefer not because it's oh, yeah, a romantic Redgrave drama. Is in this. Yeah, it's a romantic. That's drama, why. So. That's why we should watch it. Uh, I'm. <laughs> you're talking about challenging or boycotting. I'm pulling my right, veto let's, card. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so let's just stick to Life of Brian and, um, and Listen La, to the description. British oh, poet Lord Byron pines <laughs> for his half-sister <laughs> and takes numerous lovers. God damn it. That, that sounds, sounds great. Terrible. <laughs> it's ba- it sounds great. It's based on the true crap. story of uh, Lord Byron, though, the, the famous poet who was in the same circle as, like, um, uh, the guy or the the people who wrote like Frankenstein and shit. 
Mar- oh, Mary yeah. Shelley Mary and Shelley. shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mary Shelley, yeah. yeah. I think our choices well, it are... Won, uh, it won a bunch of awards for production design and costume design. God damn it. And by a bunch, I mean two. <laughs> okay, well, that's not enough to sway my... One for each. <laughs> oh, that's not enough so to sway. So what the fuck so. is Log okay. Duet Dior? Log Duet Dior, I think, is actually cool. It's a cool. TV movie. No, it's not. It's a short film. Oh, I film. thought it was. Oh, really? It's a short film that can be found on Vimeo. Oh, I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. No, it's, it's oh, no. actually really bizarre. It's a French short film, <laughs> and it has to do with, like, a pirate who freaking, like, discovers a... a uh, like a mermaid or something so it's like oh, it's like claymation animation but the mermaid is like topless in the in the claymation or whatever so like I don't know it's it's I, yeah let's do that it's that hard to find cool. yeah, it's, it's gonna be different topless. I like it yeah you have to like go topless. to <laughs> there it is yeah so it's not La Guillette Dior it's just Guillette it's Gout de Dior G-O-U-T-T-E oh so it doesn't have the the E at the yeah first it's not e. Guette it's okay Gout, so it's, it's close Gout it's close to my last Dior. name okay, okay. Um, D- Dior is D-I-O-R no D hyphen O or D apostrophe O-R Oh right. Okay. So if you just type in G O U T T E space D apostrophe O R film, you'll find it on Vim- and Vimeo right after. You'll find it on Vimeo. Um, oh. I, I, I watched what? part of it. It's a drop of gold in English. Uh, so it's interesting. Um, this is also a neighborhood in Paris. Yeah, Guet d'Or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so fuck? Life of Brian. I do. I do. I haven't seen Life of Brian before, so I do want to watch. Oh, that perfect. One. Um, and awesome. the short film, I think, would be an interesting because I think it kind of fits the vibe of Byron anyway. Okay, cool. Um, I'm yeah. As a pirate who oh, captures shit, there mermaids. It is. <laughs> Holy uh, fuck! What the hell? Yeah. Oh man, dude, this looks sick. Yeah. So I think Damn. I think we, these it's are two. It's on YouTube too. Oh wait, no, that's just a trailer. Yeah, you want to find the I full film one. Oh, Wait, no, it's eleven minutes, uh, right? Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah, uh, shit, it's on, it's yeah, on YouTube so, too. Okay, so Life of Brian That is a topless mermaid. I told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Life of Brian and Good Dior. Um, are the two films for next week. So make sure you watch those films and be a part of the discussion. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>